to go over for a, a bonfire last night. Is, and, is um, the weather like okay there for that? Or yeah, uh, it's been like hot as fuck recently, but um, like it was actually like, kind of nice throughout this weekend. But uh, goddamn, like <laughs> the people who live next door to us are all football players, and the guys drinking a Bud Light, and they all like scream across, "Don't talk to him, he's a liberal." Oh my god. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so cringe. I will never understand how such a targeted marketing campaign like got to so many people. Like, I know, like it's but... just because it's just because Ben Ben Shibibo and Jeremy Boring oh. decided. You know what? I want to be mad at something and I want to make some money. So no, Dylan I, Mulvaney, I'm gonna ah. make some money. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's you know, just brandishing. Yeah, I mean it is. You know our topic for the day: rainbow capitalism at its finest. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 17 of Two FDs Get It Right. Rainbow Capitalism special, but first we've got some news. Uh, I'm your host Griffin, and with always my beautiful, gorgeous co-star Cameron, who's going to kick us off you. with a news story today. That I am. Um, so I will point this out before we are recording this on Sunday, June 11th. We, might, we will still be released on a typical Monday schedule. It's just a little bit busy this week, so we decided we're going to record it early. So um, hopefully the world doesn't end tomorrow, and like we have like news that we didn't cover, but that'll be for next week. Um, but the biggest news story, for sure, we've had a couple of great, um, successful like successes. Something to be cherished this week, I would one hundred percent say. A couple of dubs, including um, on Thursday, I believe it was. It might even be Wednesday. But uh, Pat Robertson, a famous tele- televangelist, has uh, passed on from this mortal coil, and uh, you can hear how sad I am about that. He was. Uh, a very famous uh, propagandist from the GOP, and he, at one point even a presidential candidate, I believe for the 1988 race, which was ultimately won by George H.W. Bush. But yeah, um, famous televangelist, uh, rapid uh, homophobic person, Islamophobic, basically hit, uh, checks off every box, as you'd imagine. Um, just uh, has done so much terribleness to a whole generation of people, mostly our parents' age and above, but truly was like the not the founder i would probably say jerry falwell was like the first big guy but yeah pat robertson was definitely one of the big big trilogy and just like him being pro-life as well as um rush limbaugh they're so so much for being pro-life they are dead so explain yourself i i I, I beg of you uh pat robertson famously uh blamed 9-11 uh assorted hurricanes and one other big event on gay people famously so, uh, you know, yeah, rotten piss. Essentially, I can pull up the exact quote if we want to, but basically the exact quote was like, uh, God allowed those jihadists to take over those planes because they, uh, we had been, uh, New York had been accepting or more accepting of like homosexuality or something like that. It's like almost word for word. It's insane. Which is really say. funny. Like, cause it's so similar. It's like the Putin quote of like, we're invading Ukraine to save them from gay. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the reason why they're trying. They're they're uh, currently being invaded in Ukraine is to the true culture war is to go to actual war. Yeah, famously. Yeah, we. Uh, so that happened on Wednesday, I believe. It, like I said, it was either Wednesday or Thursday. So we're already on a, on a very high note, and that was supposed to be the greatest news of the week. But I believe. Yeah, we were already celebrating. We were we were already celebrating, but I have to give it back to as you said, um, very beautiful co-host uh, that you are give it back to you to give out the true happiness of this week. So I think so, I talked about the first one. Yeah. You know, I want to say it was the same night, wasn't it? It, it was, was Thursday very night. Clo- yeah. 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 Cause I, I think I was, uh, actually watching the, um, the Hasanabi, the Hasanabi broadcast 
and uh, he goes, holy shit, Trump just got indicted or on, uh, you know, document charges, which you'll love to see. It's beautiful. The second Fox of, the, news, of, the, of the indictments. And Fox News threw a tantrum. It was so great. Uh, it, even more cause to celebrate. It was beautiful. You'll love to see it. Uh, will anything come of this? Actually, maybe. This is um, where this is where I think we talked about this the other day. We, we had another so, uh, source of disagreement between us. I think we mostly are in agreement in the sense of beforehand, especially with like the, the case in Manhattan and even the one in Georgia. Like those are probably nothing burgers. Like mostly, like it's just kind of be a talking point, like election campaigning and stuff like that. And uh, those will be that's what it all come down to. But the thing is. And this is a Hassan take, word for word, and I will 100% use it too. Donald Trump is such a unique flavor of criminal that he is so bad at doing crime that he elevates his crime to a whole new level. He was found uh, or has been indicted federally, the first the first president to ever be like uh, federally indicted for a crime, which is crazy, That which happened in the last few months of his first indictment. Um, but so he's been indicted on harboring classified documents in Mar-a-Lago. Uh, specifically to a law that he helped strengthen during his presidency himself. Like that was like his big talking point. So I really think that's a great use of poetic justice. But but what makes this so different is just the repeated uh, going against the Department of Justice was just another level. And the whole point, the whole time, admitting that he knew exactly what he was doing was illegal the whole time. Yeah, it truly is beautiful because, yeah, Trump is such a unique brand of criminal that he'll just say that he did a crime and get away with it and and then he'll do it he's gonna say and then yeah or he'll say he's gonna do a crime and then he'll do it and then nobody cares <laughs> he, he is truly like people all every conservative uh talking head has talked about since mar-a-lago was first initially quote-unquote raided but i think like the first i'll point it out the first person to call it a raid in the first place was donald trump it was truly just a procedural going in and checking the documents after he had lied six or seven times beforehand could have been avoided entirely, but he's such an arrogant ass that he decided I'm just not going to follow the rules and was caught on tape several times admitting that he knew that he did not have the power to declassify them anymore. And he said, I shouldn't be showing you this. Uh, I could get in trouble for showing you this. They're very classified. It's very illegal, but here you go. Don't look too close. Did he show it to like kid rock or something? He did. There was the, in the, in the lieu of this kid rock, uh, I think fairly like libertarian, uh, best way yeah, to describe he's a, him. He's as, a total chud. Yeah. A, a, bit, a conservative country artist basically came forward and said within the, within the early years of the Trump's presidency, I think it was right, right at the beginning of 2018, it might have even been in 2017, that uh, Trump went to Kid Rock with top secret classified information on an attack plan or just general intelligence on North Korea and brought it to who of all else, not the Joint Chief of Staff, not the generals, nothing like that. He brought it to Kid Rock to ask you know what? What should I do here, man? And Kid Rock what didn't know what to say. Because Kid why a, would he? And plus, he was on every drug ever. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, like, he had the documents. And, well, there was one, another thing. He allegedly told his uh, lawyers to lose a few of them. And he yeah, knew, he, like, so many times the FBI's like, hey, bro, you know, we got this. And, like, it's, it's kind of not that chill. But, like, if you just give it back to us, like, these, like, six... Like, it'll be fine. We'll be cool. Like, no worries. Like, we just want these few back. And he goes, no. It would like, just please? Be, yeah. and, please? No. <laughs> and, 
it's like the uh, it's like the showing the Patrick the wallet meme. It's like, do you have more documents? Yes. Do you have more documents? Yes. So you want to give them back? No, I don't have any. What are you talking about? <laughs> so you have documents? Yes. Are they classified? Yes. Can we have? Are you back? going to? Get, can no. we have the back? No. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the the his, he has not come forward and set a given an actual like statement in, into his reasoning as to not following this simple DOJ order and request. But the best the best speculation that we can make and that is being made all over the political world right now is that he simply did it for clout, which you got to respect to a certain degree. You got to respect the I'm gonna, I'm going to become super popular at Mar-a-Lago amongst these dentists and trust fund babies that are already sucking me off to get into this club. I'm going to walk around and say, I have these documents. You can't see them, though. But if you look really closely, you can. Did you see the picture of, like, in, like, one of his bathrooms? They're just, like, sprawled out everywhere. Yeah, they're just... Like, top secret classified documents just on the floor. They are right next to, like, the shitter itself. Like, just sitting there. You are sitting next to American Secrets right in front around you. Yeah, you want to talk about how you could store them? There you go. I I, I do remember the initial raid back in August. All of these hogs losing their minds. Oh, my God, if it can happen to Trump, it can happen to everyone else. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's that kind is, of the point, man. It is, can happen is, to you. Exactly. You're, if he's not a view to it, you're for sure not a view to it. That's the whole that's point the, of the criminal justice that's, system. That's been the funniest part of, like, the whole, like, Trump getting, like, quote-unquote attacked. It's like this, like, political stunt. Oh, they're jailing political opponents, blah, blah, blah. It's like the, we're losing the rule of law. It's like, do you know what the rule of law is? It means nobody's above the law, including the fucking former president. Like, this is that's, literally just doing rule of law. Yeah, that's kind of the reason why Lady Justice is depicted blind is because she doesn't care who you are. You will be found guilty under the same laws and provisions. That's theoretically how it's supposed to happen. But when it actually does happen to the bourgeois class, people lose their minds. Yeah, I just the, – the bootlicking is unreal. Because and then yeah, the, 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 the funniest part is always like, a, well, uh – yeah, first of all, Trump doesn't know if you exist. He doesn't care. He appreciates the sloppy tappy you're giving him on the daily, but he doesn't really because he doesn't know who you are. I'll never understand, like, uh, the, the double speak or whatever like that. It's almost like the just hypocrisy within the actions themselves. All of these donors who, first of all, can't even feed their families, and they're giving away their last 10 to $50 to our President Trump. But the strange thing is, if you ask them, well, how much is Trump worth? They're going to tell you he's a billionaire because, like, that's what he claims to them. Whether that's actually true, I seriously doubt it. His income taxes have been proven that that's not the case. He's been taking out a loss for several years. But regardless, I'm sure his net worth is still in the tens or even hundred, like low hundreds of millions. He's still definitely not uh, struggling for cash. But to his base, he is this multi-successful, multi-billionaire. So why why does he need your fifty dollar contribution? He has billions of dollars in your head. Why why are you sending him money to? he can be better protected. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, I just but, don't, right? yeah. I, like, and as, even, as much as, like, maybe you like, you like for, if you're insane and you like Trump's policies and you somehow think he's a good person, like, it's, the, they had somehow, like, this, like, godlike image of him that he could never do anything wrong and any attack against him must be lies. It must be liberal snake-eating, blood-drinking fucking propaganda. Well, yeah, the, uh, kill all the uh, interdimensional demon pedophile vampire bats. Like, yeah, the demon rats yeah. are obviously the ones that are the true criminals and true Satan- Satanists right here. Well, that's like the funniest part. Like, they're like, well, like Hillary and like Bill, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, arrest them too. That would yeah, be absolutely. awesome, actually. <laughs> no, one, no one is saying don't 
don't account justice on both sides. If there's a crime that if you, President Biden has done, Hunter yeah. Biden, Hillary, Bill, yeah. any of them, yeah, go arrest them. No one is stopping you, man. Go, go for it. Well, like, yeah, well, if Trump's corrupt, well, Biden's corrupt too. Yeah, arrest him too. Like, yeah, don't, I, don't, don't, don't. See, I've got it. Like, it's different because, you know, we're not fucking Radlibs. We're going to defend Joe Brandon. I don't think anybody's going to defend Joe Brandon. To that it would take a special kind of person to defend Mr. Brandon himself, I would agree. Like, that's our real blue hair SJW. But Even then, like, you have to be – every <laughs> point of progressive or even just establishment Democrat causes have been eviscerated by the Republican Senate, even though they didn't even have a majority. They – it was literally fifty so fifty for his first two years, and it's going to be fifty one uh, fifty for his last two years, except for Kristen Cinema being the rotating villain, giving herself an independent seat. But at the same time, she still cocks with the Dems. I think it's like sixty or seventy percent of the time. At the same time, like everything that he set out to do agenda wise has more or less failed. With the biggest being, um, he was going to protect abortion protections. Obviously, that was gone. Um, Voting Rights Act is being held up in Congress right now. It will never be, it will never see the floor. Uh, Chips and Science Act got destroyed by congressional Republicans again. Infrastructure started at three point two trillion dollars, ended with I think just one just over one point five because of Joseph Robinette Mansion. <laughs> uh, and then, so much. And we have, of course, this month at some point, the Supreme Court will decide on arguably the most progressive or most actually like helping the common people policy that Joe Brandon has put forward with the student loan cancellation. If that actually goes through, I see him doing very well in 2024, as well as other Democrats congressionally otherwise. Because, you know, giving people money, that's how you win elections. We've said that hundreds of times at this point. I, I, I still don't like I, I listen. I understand why the states and like the government opposes it. Because, you know, they're a bunch of greedy bastards. But, like, as a human being, how can you oppose this? It's, like, it's the whole fairness is such a stupid fucking take. It's, like, well, it's not fair because I already graduated college and paid off my loans. And, like, oh, it's not fair because I didn't go to college. Like, because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. care if you think it's fair or not. It's, like, okay, you want to know what? We should just not introduce any new medicine because it's not fair to the kids who died in 1850 that they didn't have it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's like, it's actually a really good, really good take to say like, oh, I got through it, so fuck you. The next one. Well, it's at the same time. Yeah, then. I survived we, syphilis. We, you don't get a syphilis vaccine. Fuck you. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's uh, justice for or money for me, but not for thee kind of thing. Because yeah. it's at the same time. Yeah, you, let's say you did get through college back in the '90s or back in the '80s when college was four thousand dollars a year rather than thirty-five. Okay, that's great. Yeah, you made it through. We physically cannot, as a generation, be expected to prop up how much we are paying when colleges well, tripled, if not quadrupled, by price per state. And it's like, why do you even care? Because there's no tax increase that's coming with it. No, like it's literally not. just it's literally just like spending more. Like it does not negate adversely affect anybody. No, it's they just, just a net just positive, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's literally nothing. They're like, it's like, okay, we want to pay off these student loans, but it's going to be a three percent tax raise in this bracket okay i could maybe i still i would still support it but i could see people being upset about that legitimately upset about that and they'd have some sort of a reason but there's no reason no it's not it's not you will not see a penny of more increase in taxes uh biden has made that very clear the entire time throughout the only one that is trying to say that any that anything will change are congressional republicans or just republicans in minority states that have no power over the say so they sued to keep it off of ballots. They sued to get it into the Supreme Court, assuming that it would get shut down, which at this point is likely to be shut down overall. But 
it does kind of harken back to a little bit of light that we have seen in the Supreme Court earlier this week with um, the Voting Rights Act, as, we, as I mentioned, being uh, brought to the courts, um, being brought to the Supreme Court for Alabama. Alabama was uh, sued by civil rights groups that their latest uh, state uh, district map following a 2020 census was heavily gerrymandered, especially racially, to keep the black population down. And the Supreme Court actually did vote that saying, yeah, that was wrong. You have to redraw the maps and give the black population another district to where they are the majority, which is 100% the right thing to do. I was really, really shocked that they did. I think everyone was. They some, they had um, both Supreme Court Justice or uh, Chief Justice Roberts and uh, Brett Kavanaugh <laughs> flopped over for the other one, which was really shocking to me. I figured no way in hell yeah. he would have. Of course, like, Clarence Thomas, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's he's still there, not facing any question of judicial impeachment. Yeah, yeah. We, we only used it one time in eighteen in the beginning of the eighteen hundreds. Okay, that doesn't mean it's gone forever. Before Bill Clinton, yeah. the last. Well, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair because you know. Uh, he, it's just because yeah. he's black. You're just being yeah. racist, Gary. It, it, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm being ageist. I'm being racist. I should yeah just check my privilege a hundred percent. But I'll, I'd be I'll be interested you know, I just to see of this. if what's that. Uh, this is really stupid, but it's kind of funny. You know, right. frankly, if it's unfair for us to cancel student debt because other people cancel student debt, I don't think it's fair to ban abortions because, you know, those babies already died of an abortion. It's not fair for us to allow these new babies to live when we already killed the other ones. It's just that's not true. fair. 100% abortion rate. That's 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 the society yeah. everyone wants I, to I be guess we have to now. <laughs> this That's the future liberals want, famously, is the 100% abortion rate. Yeah, yeah. Pro-choice means pro-death. That's that's the 100% yeah. stance that we all stand by. Oh, baby murdering pedophiles. I mean, wear that, wear that hat proudly. Uh, that, that's me, for real. <laughs> Speaking of me, for real, should we talk about someone that may or may not have died <laughs> I, yesterday? I just I just remembered that, too. So, uh, yeah, you go ahead, Garen. Lay the all sad right. news. Yes, I, we, so we have been celebrating up to this point with the, the Trump indictment stuff and a little bit of news in the Supreme Court. It seems a little bit more positive, but... On Saturday news yesterday in the uh, he was he was held in Montana right or was it Idaho it was somewhere out west I think it was Montana yeah well at one of those at one at a federal prison yesterday on June tenth uh, Saturday yeah because it'll be released tomorrow but Saturday June tenth uh, Theodore uh, Kaczynski otherwise known as Ted Kaczynski the Unabomber was found dead in his cell uh, as apparent suicide at eighty four um. I probably I tend to think that's bullshit. No one just dies at 84, as a friend of the show Ben Ben would say. Uh, no one just is found dead at 84. It just doesn't happen. CIA got to him, tried to try, tried to hush him up. I 100 percent believe that. So Theodore Kaczynski dead and amongst the stars right now. Yeah. So uh, Theodore Kaczynski, uh, famously domestic terrorist, uh, sent mailed bombs to people that uh, killed three and injured like almost 30, I think. Yeah. I just like found out recently. Uh, that he got fucked by MK Ultra. I thought he was just a whack job. I didn't realize the CIA made him a whack job. No, no, he was. He already had antisocial personality like tendencies, but being subjected to like very vivid uh, social uh, uh, like tests at at university at Harvard, he was basically like subjected to like he'd go to a room with like these other like applicants, and they'd have to prepare a case who they thought they were going to be arguing against like each other, just like some basic principle like oh, I think the sky is blue or something like that. Or I think the sky is purple. Just like some random argument. You had to like make a couple points for it. 
And then they would trick you and have a professional, like high paid lawyer come in and destroy your argument, like in front of everyone else, and, like publicly humiliate you. And they would do that for like days at a time. That was just phase one. So you can see how that would probably give you a little bit of problem with uh, authority. And he's claimed those were the worst days of his life. So yeah, academia is definitely not uh, innocent in the creation of the Unabomber for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I've never read his manifesto. I kind of want to, cause I, from what I understand is don't get us wrong here. Okay. Uh, Ted Kaczynski is the right wing chud and he oh, yeah. is insane okay. and he's a murderer and he's an awful human being. However, he, he had some base takes. He, he did want to protect some environment. He did realize that we were becoming more and more enslaved to the industrial post industrial revolution society, uh, with the technology around us. He did take it too far. He uh, decided to act on those very violently after years of being not so violent, but decided that he was going to go after it. And yes, he in his manifesto, it's like 38 page. I think it's just post-industrial society is what the, t- the title is. It's not very clever at all or anything like that. But he basically talks about yeah, how like leftism is post-industrial society and its consequences. Yeah, yeah. He basically just talks about how leftism hates everything. Yeah. He he blames it on so he does the classic. It's always communism fault. Mm-hmm. Um, which which makes sense. I mean, he was living in a shack in rural Montana, just completely yeah. off the grid, completely self-sustaining. He is pointed to as a lot of examples of right-wing chuds of like, oh, we can like, or libertarians especially, like living off the land and stuff like that and being yeah. just truly away from government and all things like that. Well, guess what, man? You're not all math geniuses like he was, so you can't exactly do that every time. Yeah. You know, Ted Kaczynski, of- famously a genius, famously yeah. like 170 IQ. 170 IQ, graduated Harvard, I think at 16 or something like that, or went graduated to Graduated high at school at 16 and went to Harvard yeah. at 16. Yeah, that's insane. But, you know, speaking of uh, libertarians and stuff like that, I, uh, I recently watched a documentary, This I think it was yesterday, it might have even been on Friday, but um, I watched the Waco documentary on Netflix. Okay. I didn't, I wasn't 100% sure of what Waco was. I knew of like, it was a, it was a raid and anything like that, but I didn't know that it was like, the biggest domestic uh, gunfight since the Civil War. I didn't know how long it lasted or how many people truly died or how it was definitely the federal government's fault. I and knew how the that, ATF burnt children and women. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew, uh, talking to you for years and years, how, how much the libertarians truly do hate the ATF, which I always thought was so random. Like, of all government agencies, that's the one you point to. But well, after, so there's after a key, Wayne There's Gunn, a yeah. key, yeah. Well, and there's a key word... And uh, ATF, for those who don't understand, is uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. If you could take one guess on uh, which one of those the libertarians don't like being regulated, um, yeah, congratulations, want, you're, want, not, want congratulations you're not stupid. They uh, want yeah, they want 10 pounds of tobacco. The correct answer was tobacco. They want to smoke all of the cigarettes. But no, the, the ATF famously is coming to take your guns, and the libertarians don't like that. Plus, you I, know, I, Waco. I, the, the ATF is fucked because Ruby Ridge and Waco did happen. So, was Ruby Ridge the ATF? I thought that was more FBI. I think it was like a joint FBI ATF thing. Mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, I would 100 percent recommend it. It's on Netflix. Waco American po- Apocalypse three three four episodes, very good. But yeah, it is truly a. Uh, you see, you see the the people that were in there were absolutely crazy. The, like they they interviewed some survivors, and she's not so 100. percent But at the same time. There's like a conspiracy that oh they must like they uh they burn like they started the fires inside even though everyone inside that did make it out denies that and we know that the government is not exactly above uh, putting down some civil unrest like that so I'm pretty sure they like flew over it with helicopters and, like dropped grenades on them I like, would they not, were yeah. fucking I mean they slaughtered everybody inside burnt them alive there are pictures of ATF agents posing 
and like celebrating taking pictures next to burning corpses of women and children. After a fifty-one day standoff, yeah, it's yeah, like, it, it, yeah. The biggest, the biggest debate is also is also who started the firefight because like it was they came to originally serve. A, excuse me. They originally came to serve a uh, illegal firearms warrant, and so they re- they knew they were kidded, and they were gonna they brought so many people because they knew they were kidded. They wanted to sneak in, get to them before they get their guns. But someone on the inside narked and knew they were coming, so they were ready, and uh, they went to go serve the warrant. They knocked on the door. The uh, leader, David, I'm completely blank on his last name right now, Karecki, I think maybe something like that, um, stepped outside, realized everyone was out, closed the door, and the fire fire began. Obviously, the ATF says they started it. The, uh, the uh, Waco people said that uh, the ATF started it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting documentary, very interesting story, very heartbreaking for a lot of people. and Yeah, a lot of government overreach there. All of the government overreach. Yeah, pretty much. But I think uh, in the spirit of, uh, I know you have to get somewhere, so we'll keep this uh, shorter. But so it's June and June is fun because it is a certain month that makes about half of this country go absolutely uh, batshit for no reason other than their own confused sexuality. We're talking, of course, about Pride Month. And Griffin, I cannot think of a better way to introduce rainbow capitalism than handing it over to you. So, well... There's a key point that so me and Cameron is you know growing up in you know Carver County Minnesota um, R plus sixty plus, districts yeah R plus sixty by the way <laughs> um, we've had our fair share of you know we've grown up around it so like that's kind of the normative position is like homophobia and transphobia is the normative position at least in like how we grew up obviously we do not uh, share that same value I go to school in North Dakota um, that's the only position and you die if you have a different one. Um, so yeah, be homophobic I, I, or be, or be witch hunted. So it's, it, and it's like, it's so much just like I, the Bud Light thing is back to, you know, harking back to that. It's kind of, I, I'm so sick of hearing about Bud Light. I hate talking about it anymore. See, I will but say like, the, the nice thing about being in such a liberal toned area is that, yeah, it's still, it's still served everywhere because obviously it's Anheuser-Busch is like half of the beer market. You're not gonna be able to take them all off the market. Um, but it, no one, no one talks about if you order that, like that's or whatever around here. At least I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, well, it's like, but it's so silly because like people like don't actually do anything. Like, oh, you fucking, they'll call you. They'll probably call you a slur um, if you like order a Bud Light or something. But they still sell it everywhere, and everybody still fucking drinks Bush Light and Michelob and fucking everything else that's owned by Anheuser Busch because everything is owned by Anheuser Busch. And they're like, they don't even know. Like, we were talking, you know, I had a bonfire outside, some friends over, and like, they were talking about, like, you know, just being generally transphobic about it. And they're like, oh, Bud Light. And I'm like, yeah, but you're drinking a Mikkel, you're drinking a McUltra. And they're like, yeah, so it's all by the same thing. still owned by Anheuser Busch, brother. Like, it's it's all the same thing. And it's so silly that they're like, oh, Bud Light's got woke. Like, first of all, you think Bud Light cares? You legitimately (laughs) think Bud Light cares about homosexuals or transgender people? They don't. They just want to make some money. It's a marketing scheme. That's it doesn't matter. Honest. It's never hey. they never they they do not care. They have never cared. They will never care. Because corporations as a brand fit, like do not like are not programmed to care. They only see numbers and bottom lines. They're only going to sla- like as soon as and we'll discuss this more in a couple weeks on the actual ten, or, or closer to the 10 year anniversary of the Supreme Court case that allowed for um, gay marriage like federally. But Ever since that decision, even before then, it was mostly recognized that, like, around the summertime was more for uh, being more inclusive when it comes to sexuality and 
Pride in general. After the case, it was uh, solidified for June. That was LGBTQIA plus Pride Month. Which, a side note, I've been sending back to you. The uh, branded administration really needs to get their marketing team together or whoever is running their social media accounts for uh, Biden and Harris themselves. <laughs> they keep putting the different labels on their messaging, which is a little strange to me. Like, you think you either have the same every time, like you wouldn't change it every time. Because in Brandon's America, he does LGBTI, no asexuals for Joseph Robinette Brandon. <laughs> and Harris is LGBT. Uh, a plus, so no intersex for uh, uh, for commas. No Qs, we get no queers, no queers. No, no, no Q, no Qs either. Yeah, exactly. And no plus, no, no plus, no nothing. Absolutely not. They're just just the straight ones or just the regular ones. We'll call it a day from there. But it's so funny anyway. that they just don't do the LGBTIA plus. Like, well, you think they just do the whole thing? Yeah, it's not. Like, it's also like not like they're typing it out themselves. Like their marketing teams are obviously younger people. Wouldn't they just like copy and paste what they're going to say anyway? Yeah, you think? It's it's a simple marketing thing, but they, again, proving that they truly don't care. They're just going to use yeah. you to get your votes and everything like that. But at the same time, back to my original point, talking about like corporation in general. So rainbow capitalism as a like entity or as an idea is basically where these corporations pretend to care in order to uh, garner a new market base for a month. Uh, Companies from, as we talked about, uh, Anheuser-Busch with Bud Light, to Walmart or to... Raytheon. Yeah, to even Raytheon, will change their logos, will put out diversity seminars to their employees, will do all of these things and say, oh, this is the month to care. Between June 1st and June 3rd, every single year, every one of the logos will turn rainbow. And you can guarantee by June thirtieth, or by July thirty, or by July first, rather, can't speak. At twelve oh one a.m., they will all be back to normal. It's because they truly do not care. It's just a marketing move, and that's all they do is they put these put these people out here that have gone through this struggle with their own sexuality, and they force them to be their spokesperson and say, "Oh, drink our beer, or you're being the homophobic one." Are you are you actually kidding me? If you actually cared, you'd be doing something to protect uh, their civil rights, protect their marital rights, stuff like that. But it's just to garner marketing, and that's all. It's just I so feel, frustrating. You know, and this is kind of like, like, transphobia or transgenderism more so than, like, homosexuality is kind of taken. Well, it's the cause of the resurgence in, like, these kind of attitudes. And it's always, like, been strange to me that, it, like, I, I get it's, like, a forefront issue, but I don't – it's always been strange that it is a forefront issue because it's such a – fucking microcosm like tiny percentage of the population exactly is like it, it's obviously like don't get me wrong it's a significant amount of the population that they need to be protected and they deserve obviously to be afforded equal rights trans rights or human rights gay rights or human rights uh obviously um but it's like you know it's like fucking i don't know what the exact number is less than 10 percent of the population is like in any way queer um yeah i hear you clacking away yeah i'm pulling up the exact uh, like, uh, transgender statistics well i went like uh, the entire lgbtia z c plus community can't be more than 10 percent of the population i refuse to believe it like it's such this like small fraction according to the williams institute uh dot law dot ucl like ucla dot edu so a fairly reputable like law agency and stuff like that and doing like uh census data and everything like that how many adults and youth identify as transgender in the United States? 1.6 million people, 13 and plus, uh, identify as transgender. That's not, that's about one one three hundredth of the population of the United States. So you're talking about less than a quarter of a percent or something like that, if it's even yeah. that high. 
it's, 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 so it's always been like, yeah, so this finds, a Gallup poll finds that roughly 7.2% of U.S. adults identify as some sort of member of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, it's such a, like, it's a significant enough portion that, you know, whatever, and, you know, I think Pride Month is a good thing, you know, I celebrate everybody, but it, the fact that it's this hot button issue or that, like, it is, like, the big thing for marketing kind of thing, when it's really such, such a small, like, like, it just, like, gay issues and trans issues just should never be an issue because it's just be like, let the, like, why do you care? The, the normative position, you, you truly have to go out of your way to be on the, on the unnormative position, to be on the freak side of this, too, because no one is expecting anyone to go out there and fight for it day and night. No one is expecting that. No one is calling for that. You're not going to be able to change their mind. The only thing you have to do is simply not give a shit. That's all anyone is asking. Just you see two people kissing that are the same sex or whatever it is. Who cares? You go to you go to a straight wedding every like every summer. You go to a straight wedding. Everyone claps. Oh my god, so happy for you. You should be able to do the exact same for two guys, two girls, or whatever it ends up being. The normative position is not to fight for them. It's just to simply not give a shit. That's all anyone is asking. It's just well, to treat them like normal humans. Like I know quite a few like um, more like moderate Republicans or even like you know okay, kind of centrist, but definitely like you know leading slightly to American political right that uh aren't like explicitly like homophobic or transphobic to the degree that we see nowadays. Um. And like they, they really they're like the people who are like I don't care I don't want to see it though like well I'm like that's you're still being homophobic being like oh it's it's fine if straight couples are kissing but not gay couples like it, but they, it, I I find a lot of like normies get annoyed about like and I and I can understand it to a degree of the normies get annoyed of like the the pedestal that gay people get on like oh you're two these two gay people got married this is so empowering they're so brave and they get annoyed by that. Like a like, oh, why is that special? Like, and I agree. Why is that special? That shouldn't be a special thing to be celebrated beyond a normal marriage. Like, marriage should just be marriage. Like, we shouldn't be celebrating it more because it's a homosexual or a heterosexual color um, couple. But you also have to understand that it until very recently in this country, it hasn't been something that was possible and incredibly discriminating in its group. So celebrating exactly. it isn't necessarily a bad thing. They just don't understand that. People have taken it so personally. And the, the question that always draws back to, like, we've seen this over the last eight, in between 16 and 18 months, especially since right before, like, the, the cycle of the, of the midterms, was this idea of grooming children. That uh, trans people, drag queens, uh, or, like, trans people, because they associate uh, drag with trans, queen, like, with trans, even though they're completely unrelated. Um, and they, they basically are using trans people and uh like a thing like that to re-harken back to the pre-2013 decision of homophobia like this, the way people tra- the way trans people are being tra- portrayed now are the exact same way that it was portrayed 20 years ago to the regular uh, uh gay community because they were also treated as like overtly sexualizing your kids even though it's this like when you go the first day you go to kindergarten your your teacher will most likely say oh like something something about themselves they might mention that they're married Okay, if they're married, if they say, "Oh, I have a husband," "Oh, I have," uh, "Oh, I have a wife," and they're of the opposite gender, okay. But if it's the same, your mind immediately goes to them absolutely like just going going to town at each other. Why? Because you yeah. have inter- yeah, you have internalized uh, transphobia, internalized uh, uh, homophobia, because it's just you don't feel comfortable with it, so you have to project it like 
project every single time. Oh, it's to protect the kids. Oh, it's to protect the kids. Even though all it is is just making you question your own sexuality just a little bit. Yeah, it's this. It's literally like the it's the oversexualization of like LGBTQ communities. It's like, oh, I like if I as a straight man tell you that, you know, I have a girlfriend. You think, oh, okay, your mind doesn't immediately go to us fucking. Or yeah, absolutely. Like whatever. It's just existing. Like, it's, you know, if I'm, it's like two gay men working together. Like, oh, I have a boyfriend. Like, why does your mind immediately go to sex? Like, why is it? That that's a you I'm, issue, sir. Not me. Yeah, that, that's a you man. That's a you problem, bro. I don't know. Like, I don't know why you like to envision gay guys fucking. Maybe you should discover something about yourself. You know, like, watch some gay porn. Experiment. Yeah, absolutely. You find your. You stop dealing with your own your own shit on other people. That's the whole reason why this whole thing started in the first place. Because. As we've seen time and time again, every time I talk about grooming, it's just projection. We've seen dozens, it's always projection, dozens upon dozens of people saying, "Oh, we need to protect the kids," and they'll come out to be a registered sex offender themselves, or they will have to be arrested because they were trying to pass, or because they were just with kids in a, a sexual way, or they're saying it's to protect the kids. Meanwhile, in Ohio, in both, I think it's Ohio and Iowa, um, Republican-led state legislatures, they have just passed child labor laws where you can work full where you can work up to like 25 hours when you're 11 now and you can also marry at like 11 or 12 years old in both those states now because you know yeah, what child marriage is child marriage is legal in it's basically every single state that's like we need to ban drag queens protect the kids also has a legalized child marriage which this is, is that, an insane take that it, the evangelical take on this is psychotic too because yeah. they will like unironically like support um like child marriage laws and like oppose uh like mandatory like age of consent laws because the bible doesn't have age of consent in it but being gay you're automatically a groomer automatically a pedophile because famously you know christian preachers famously never grow up children never molest, no, no famously there, there was a statistic that came out recently and I, I may have mentioned it and everything like that before i know i talked about uh, a couple other people about it but um a study out of illinois recently came out talking about um the church, the between the Catholic Church and young boys, in particular, and just young children in general. It might it might have been just boys, but I think it was both male and female. Um, and it talked about like the sexual abuse rate. And over the course of like a seventy year probe, there were I think it was um, seventeen hundred, or even might have been over two thousand children that were like documented to do that. And just think, those are only or it wasn't even seventy years. It was like since nineteen eighty. It was seventeen hundred kids that came forward and talked about this. And those are the only ones that came forward. Do you have any idea how who how many haven't? That is the true grooming. You are raping children because you have a position of authority because God told you so. Are you are you kidding me? Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, and it's like it's the same thing too. It's like the uber evangelicals are the most homo. It's literally all projection. Like the the most transphobic, the most the most transphobic people the gayest, like the most homophobic people are the gayest people. They just grew up with incredibly bigoted parents. So they hate themselves because they they knew they could never come out because their parents would fucking kill them. So they just take out their hatred on the gay people because they could never express how gay they are. People, people, figures like Steven Crowder come to mind, who is 1000% yeah. closeted because that, uh, that, he, he dresses in yeah, drag uh, more than drag queens do. Yeah. The uh, that date right stuff guy on TikTok who I think is hilarious. He's so gay. He's the most queer coded motherfucker ever. He's so fruity. He's so zesty. Or like, he's so uh, homophobic. Another another example of that. Well, um, this will be a little bit of a, a branch topic too. 
Target has uh, the Target Corporation has been recently subject to a lot of right wing protests and a lot of right wing boycotts over their displaying of LGBTQ plus uh, pride apparel. Again, for no reason other than just to sell a new market or uh, let's just say, you know what, people, gay people do exist, trans people do exist. Here are some clothes that help you. The biggest market became from uh, a lie on TikTok about the like the tuck clothes that were literally just for adults, but someone moved it to the kids section. And there is this uh, TikToker who has been going around to Target, talking like basically just being a nuisance. Has been trespassed for over a couple hundred targets like around the country at this point because he'll just go in and he'll find a shirt with a rainbow on it and say, "Target is supporting satanic pedophilia," and we'll we'll just debate Lord people in the middle of a Target just being a a nuisance saying. Do you support satanic pedophiles? And one of my favorite videos came out was the target worker didn't even like hesitate and said, yeah, absolutely both of them. Yeah, Satan and pride. Go Satan, right? Just completely owned him. And he starts like running away because he's scared of the Satanist. Like your whole oh, point. so like, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Stand up to those, stand up to those idiots. But just boy, agree with them. My, uh, the long point form of that is, again, just projection because that same guy has been like reported like, in the area that he lives in as being, has been on like, hundreds of grinder uh, messages and like images. Cause he sends them pictures saying, Oh daddy, I'm hard for you kind of thing. Dude, that's a you thing. Deal with your own shit. Don't deal with other people in a freak way. Just be normal, man. It's not that hard. Yeah, dude, that's just saying, like so many of like the fucking just freaks that like, it's like, dude, just be normal. Go outside, touch some grass, talk to people, jerk off, literally jerk off, dude, just jerk off. You'll feel so much better. I promise. I truly think that abstinence-only sexual education has, like, deformed so many people's minds, especially in the last 50, like, our parents' generation and above, because they were, they weren't, they were told, like, if you have those urges, Satan is coming for you. Like, those are bad. Don't express them. Instead of, like, where obviously our generation is the most, like, progressive forward in the sense of, yeah, just express yourself, like, the way you want to. If you feel those, if you feel sexual desires, you know, just relieve yourself. It's not that hard. Like, just... Do your own thing. Be a normal human being. Look at someone else and say, I don't see you as this uh, trans. I, I don't see you as this monster. I just see you as a regular human being. What, where has empathy gone? That's what I want to know. It's like, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, that. It's, I feel like this also is like, like a consequence of like the liberal like approach to trying to, you know, like normalize homosexuality and stuff. It's like the pedestalization of that we, like it almost forces you to be like see gay people as different like oh you see them as a gay couple like no he's just he's not a gay dude he's just a fucking dude you know he's just a guy I don't, people I don't, love I don't, who they I don't, love i don't care who he fucks i don't care who he dates you know, he's just a dude okay i don't yeah you want to fuck dudes go crazy you want to fuck girls i don't care as long as you don't want to fuck children go crazy man yeah ab- absolutely you do like the only thing that anyone is asking is just to look at that person see that they are happy and that's the only thing yeah. that matters the only thing. Oh God! There's that okay. clip on. There's like it's like a clip of an interview. Yeah, it's flash a debate interview in France. Yeah. yeah, it's in France, and it's it's a it's a homosexual or it's like a transgender man, and then yeah, like an anti-trans. Yeah, it's a trans man, uh, and then an anti like trans activist, and they get an interview and like they introduce him. It's like so you went out like um like trans yeah, like yeah, hormone yeah, therapy, you had sex change therapy. Yeah. You used to be a woman. Now you're a man. Like. No, how is that? Are you happy? It's like, oh, I'm so much happier. I feel incredible. That's amazing. And the other guy, 
He's like, so like, why, like, why is that not good? He goes, well, in the Bible goes, no, you're done. And he, yeah. It's he over. immediately cuts him off and the interview was over right there and there. Flash debate. He says, yep. well, Christ, nope, done. Sorry. And that's the only way it should be. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. That's, that should be the only response is I'm, I, I did this change for, I, you made that decision on your own. You did that change on your own. You're an adult. You can make that decision and you made yourself happier. How, how are you mad at that? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you so just unhappy and sad in your life that other people finding happiness just makes you that angry? Or you need to appease this mystical figure in the sky because he, quote unquote, wouldn't have allowed it? Where? Where is that ever said? It is said well, and num- that's... numerous times in the exact religious text. Love is love. Love thy neighbor. Do what you normally do. Just be normal, man. Be and normal, at the end man. of the day, if, like, if you really want to be like a Christian and follow the Christian doctrine... Uh, you have, it's not your place to judge, you know, you let the person live their life. And if you think they're going to hell, that's not your judgment to make. It's your gods. Exactly. And 100%. so you, you are, you are man as I am, man. You do not get to judge me. There is no moral authority you have over someone. As soon as you try to make a religious argument based on anything like that, you immediately yep. lose ground. Cause that's the second, I, if I debate somebody and somebody says, well, in the Bible or like references the Bible or religion as a source, I'm like, I, you lost me. It's over. I think that's the purposely like the reason why the, the cult of the flying spaghetti monster put like real scientific doctrines in their text because like if you're gonna cite your if you're gonna monster. cite your religious text then I'm gonna t- cite mine even though there's like actual like Newtonian theories in it and shit. Yeah, I love the fly- the book of the flying spaghetti monster is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have to go. I know we're getting a little close here. We can wrap it up if we if we, we can touch on this more in a couple weeks too. Yep. Yeah, so this is just mostly the beginning. We will talk about this throughout the throughout the month. Um, next week, next week we will uh, take a little bit of a break from the pride stuff because next week will be Juneteenth. So we will discuss that and the racial implications of it being a, a federal holiday and stuff like that, whether people celebrate it or not. And then the following uh, week, the twenty sixth of June, will be our uh, will be our uh, follow up to this part two. I suppose you want to call it that. We discuss, we'll probably have some more um, people on rather than just us two, some more experts talking about it because we're just a couple of dumbasses that don't know how to experience that because we're both straight white men. Um, so we'll talk about that, to talk about the 10-year anniversary of the Supreme Court case. But, uh, yeah, this has been episode 17. A little bit uh, – this is our shortest episode, I know, just a little flash episode. And like I said, it'll be at least the normal time, just uh, really busy this week, but getting ready, getting used to season two. But I've been Cameron. And I've been Griffin. And uh, we'll catch you next week.